Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Gear Live QA number 117. At least I hope it's a number 117. My week has uh, been crazy, busy, and fun, and uh, a lot of stuff going on. But the first thing I'm going to warn you about is I have some sinuses, but more importantly, I have a cold. So I'm going to be sipping some water more often than normal. To but other than that, I'm fine. But I have done so much traveling <laughs> in the last two weeks. Uh, I think uh, it was just bound to happen. You know, you, anytime you travel a lot, you're confined in small spaces with people. And those people sometimes have a cold and therefore you get it. Um, so let's see. <laughs> We've got so much to talk about. I don't know if we should go right to the to the craziness of the week or talk about some of the fun stuff i know this we will end the show with only positive and fun uh so there we go with that uh james uh, says he, he gibson hates him um okay it's good to know uh so yeah i look there's 270 of us already i don't think i'll wait i'll go right into the meat and potatoes of the gibson uh incident the the deal with that and the reason i'm going to talk about it obviously is because my email has been lighting up all week but more importantly it was an interesting thing that happened for the gibson to me because i was at tgu at tolman where gibson was uh, supposed to be i was very excited if you guys saw i did some uh, videos with fender and some other vendors but of course i i asked one of the master builders if he would you know be so nice ron to go through and check out some squires and see what he would pick to give some insight and uh that video seemed to be well received and i was hoping to do something like that with gibson and as you guys know i even alluded to you that i wanted to do a video where maybe gibson would pick out their favorite fenders and fender would pick out their favorite gibsons I didn't feel it was fair. The Fender guys would have done it, so you know they would have picked out their favorite Gibsons. Uh, but I didn't feel it was fair to do the, the video since Gibson wasn't there. I do not know why Gibson did not go to TGU. They were there. They they were slotted. They're uh, they're they're one of the sponsors of the event. But the last minute they canceled. I heard some rumors, but nothing official. So they weren't there. Uh, that is only interesting because when I got back, literally, and as I touched tires onto the U.S. on, on the tarmac, uh, my phone started lighting up, and I thought, "Well, oh, maybe it's my family excited that I'm back in in the country." And instead, it was everybody talking about the Agnesi video, uh, which I hadn't seen at that point. But uh, here's what's going on with that. I thought I'd give some insight on that. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of people giving you some insight on that. Um, I really thought at first when I saw the video. This was going to be really inspirational. I thought personally, the play authentic could have been a really great marketing idea. You know, hey, don't play guitars that are like Gibson's. If you want a Gibson, play a real Gibson. I think that's a great message. Uh, unfortunately, the video then continued on to have a turn uh, to a very different tone. And uh, I can see a lot of people have a lot of feelings about this. My biggest thing, I want to say this first off, I really feel bad for, for Mark. Um, you know, I, I talked to some friends and they said, you know, he knew what he was doing when he made the video and therefore, you know, whatever. <laughs> but personally, making videos uh, as often as I do, sometimes when you make a video, especially in that, in that context, and I'm not trying to give an excuse for him. I just really want you to get some insight that only maybe somebody in my position could give somebody who makes content so often. Sometimes you don't see what's where your message is until you watch it back or until you hear back from the audience. So I really feel bad for him uh, on, on a side note. I think it, at, at, at his heart, I think he was trying to do the right thing. Although 
uh, it was bad. And really, to be honest with you, uh, on a shame on Gibson kind of point, I really think Gibson should have let the CEO deliver a message like that. If they were going to go out there and basically give everybody their warning, um, they should have done it with the CEO. You know what I mean? The buck stops there. I don't think you should have used your publicity guy to do that. Um, it's not fair to him and it wasn't fair to the viewers because it's not, we would have been prepared for a message from the CEO. Like, okay, this is going to be something different, not a fun whimsical video that, you know, they were putting out. So on that note, I just want to say that because I really feel bad for the guy. Uh, Brian says, I still love Mark Agnesi. You know what? I still do too. I mean, I understand he's the, you know, it's, what's the saying? Don't kill the messenger. He gave the message. Therefore he's the, he's going to get the brunt of it. But again, you know, he didn't make the policy. He was just kind of regurgitating it out. Uh, you know, but do with it what you will. I, like I said, on that note, I, I really like my heart goes out to Mark. I hope uh, he takes this well, because uh, let me tell you, he's getting a pounding on the Internet. And uh, sometimes when you watch that, I don't know if it's ever worth, you know, the pounding is worth the crime. You know what I mean? I don't know if the crime was worth that much what he did. So. OK, uh, yes. And uh, Lance is saying he agrees. It was the CEO's job. I agree 100 percent. Um, that being said, I wanted to also say this, uh, so, you know, I, I generally, I always, as you've, I've always told you guys, you know, I don't believe that people are unbiased. Everybody has a bias, but it's nice to know what the bias is. My bias with Gibson is real simple. I have a few friends that right now are being sued by Gibson and, uh, you know, so I, I kind of feel for them too, you know, in the understanding of this, but that all being said, I kind of don't understand the lawsuit. In, in the in the concept, this has already been done. They sued PRS and they lost. This seems to be the same thing. Um, they, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to read comments as I'm talking too. The, the interesting point that I want to bring up about this is I really feel like this video is different than the actual lawsuit. Some of you guys might know this, but the lawsuits were already in place last year before the new CEO, before the change of Gibson. Uh, the bankruptcy just held them off. Um, in the part that I'm informed of, in other words, where my friend is being sued, uh, the lawsuit has been going on since mid last year. So this is not new. Uh, this law lawsuit's not new with them. So the question is why all of a sudden the lawsuits and more importantly, because I mean, Gibson's always been very litigious and kind of sued a lot of people, but why be so public about it? I really believe this, uh, Gibson being so public about the lawsuit is a message. They're trying to let everyone know. You know what I mean? Um, that even think with this, even if even if they they fight Dean in court in Texas and Dean wins, what did you learn from this? You learn don't mess with Gibson because it's going to cost you a fortune. Dean will not win in the grand scheme of winning. Even if they win the case, they will financially like Paul Reed Smith was financially be left holding a bill that won't feel so good. So a lot of small builders will not be able to to. Um, to be able to do this. The issue I have, as you guys know, I did a video about fake guitars. So, you know, I don't like fakes. I don't like uh, chipsons and stuff. It's not my thing. And keep in mind, just because I don't like something doesn't mean we can't be friends. Two of my, two of my close friends who also are YouTubers, they're, they're into chipsons. They're into that stuff. You can dislike the team, but still be friends. I'm friends with people I disagree with all the time. Sometimes it makes for the most interesting friendships and conversations. That being said, I'm not into them myself. But that being said, uh, this is where I get confused about lawsuits like this. This isn't about, to me, someone who's blatantly copying your product. It's about someone who's taking ideas from the product and maybe innovating. I hate anything that kills innovation. 
I think we've seen this in the car industry. To me, they're the most, the poster child of this. Somebody takes an idea from a, a car company and improves it. And the bigger car company says, no, you know, you can't take anything of our original ideas. Well, how are you supposed to take and improve it? In other words, if you have a good idea, I don't like anything that stifles uh, innovation. And I feel like, uh, I feel like that's what this lawsuit does. It's going to stifle innovation in the whole. So that's uh, what I thought I'd say. I figured I wouldn't get away with this live show without talking about that. We might talk about it a little, long, uh, a little bit more in the, uh, in the uh, as the show goes on. But that being said, I saw a question, uh, actually two. I want to hit them real quick before I get to some super chats real fast. Uh, one was, uh, where was Henning at TGU? Um, that's up to Henning to disclose why he wasn't there. I will just tell you the part that I feel comfortable as a friend of his to saying him and Tolman are good. You know what I mean? There is no issues there. They're friends. Uh, he just was not going to the event. Uh, he had let us know right before the event that he wasn't going to be there. So I knew that. Um, if you guys saw, I was at Framus. Uh, if you guys watched this, especially the um, Instagram, my Instagram, you guys know I was building a custom guitar at Framus. Last year, you guys probably know this. I didn't go to TGU or GitCon because I couldn't go to both. And I chose uh, as friends of both Hans at Framus and Hinning. To say, hey, look, it's uh, you know, both or nothing. I either hang out with both of you or neither of you, uh, because I'm not ever gonna try to show favoritism. I know how that feels when you have a friend and you know you want them to, to, to you know, you want to be fair. Uh, this year I did the same thing when Henning invited me to TGU. I went and I thought, oh, if I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna go visit Hans right after. So that's why I was at Hans. Unfortunately, Henning was not able to be there, but don't fret. I'll be seeing seeing Henning very soon. In fact probably within the next two to three weeks for sure. For sure. I think I'm seeing Henning, uh, and barring any changes. So there you go. Uh, and if you guys saw when I did the shout out to all the channels, you saw that, uh, Glenn did a little, like he's Henning thing. That was our way of, uh, uh saying, you know, com camaraderie, letting Henning know we wish he was there. And I sent that to Henning. And so you guys know, he thought it was hilarious and he was okay with me putting in the video. I wouldn't have released that without, uh, clearing it with him too. Again, trying to make, trying to keep the, uh, you know, community, right? We have a community of guitar players here, man. This is it. This is all we got for us on the internet. You either, uh, most of our friends now, most of my friends that love guitar are on the internet. That's how we hang out with them. On that note, Jared want to know, hey, look, is that a prestige AZ Clamato? Yes. <laughs> it is. Uh, if you guys saw, I did a uh, live show with the Toking at Framus. Uh, just I mean, my brain was just mush from lack of sleep working at that point. We'd been in Germany seven, eight days straight. You know, you end up working like 15 hour days. You can't help it. You know what I mean? It's, it festers a, a, a beautiful, positive environment of, Hey, I want to work. And then when I'm not working, I want to hang out and talk guitars with YouTubers. So, uh, yes. Uh, when I was in Germany, I got a guitar. I bought myself an AZ prestige. Um, it's right here. For those are listening to the podcast, I'm pointing at a red guitar. I call it Clamato, like the drink Clamato. Uh, I think that's how you say it. It's clam and tomato, but I think they say Clamato, not Clamato, but I don't know. Uh, never drank the stuff. Uh, the idea of clams and tomato juice sounds like just disgusting. But when I saw that, that is the closest to Fiesta Red I've ever seen. And so, yes, I fell in love. In fact, you're going to notice as you watch a lot of TGU videos, anytime you see me, I'm holding that guitar a lot. I just really kind of bonded with that guitar. And uh, uh, and so I don't want to spoil anything because I have a review of that and a review of the Silver Sky because that's another thing you guys were asking about. And I was even commenting about the fact that it's kind of weird that my two favorite Strat guitars now are neither Strats. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. 
Uh, so there you go. Getting a little all over the place. Please understand. Uh, and my traveling is not done. I start backup traveling in less than a week and I'll be traveling for most of July. You guys though, it's, I promise if you guys liked what I put out before, you'll like what's coming. Uh, hold on one second. I need to refresh this because some of you guys are doing the tip jar and I need to hit that as well. Um, Mike uh, Mitchell says, any thoughts on the Z sounds reissue of the V Explorer? Uh, I haven't seen it at, at all. Uh, they reissued the V Explorer and, uh, oh, the V and the Explorer. Um, I haven't seen it. Uh, so I haven't any thoughts, but Mitchell, what I'll do is, uh, we can take a quick look at Z sounds. Um, does anyone know who owns Z sounds? Isn't Z sounds like a subsidiary of another company? Didn't Z sounds like own, um, uh, like American music supply or something like that. I can't remember some of these companies, Gibson V it's funny. We're, we're looking up the Gibson V as we talk about if I, as soon as I find it, uh, what I'm looking for, I'm looking at them here, buddy, but I don't see anything specific. Hold on. The other issue I'm having right now is I told you I have a cold, but really what's happening is all the flights. Uh, I mean, I did a lot of flights. It was four flights to Germany, four flights back. Plus when I got back, I went to New Mexico and then back here. So my ear, uh, cause I had a cold is clogged up in one side. So I'm having a weird trouble when I'm talking. Uh, I don't see, hold on a second, buddy. I'm going to share with you guys. Uh, hopefully let's go to screen share. I'm not seeing anything specifically different. What I'm seeing here is this. Is this what you guys are? Uh, hopefully, this is what you're talking about. This is when I went on Z Sounds and looked at the Vs. I'm looking at the Vs primarily because I'm interested in them. Um, I love this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Although, is this Karina? What is this, Mahogany? Let's look. Uh, we have sculpted body crafted from ha ah, quality mahogany. That's really nice. I think it's funny. Uh, you know, what's interesting. And I like this question because I feel like, uh, whenever Gibson is in the news, it's always on a negative, but it always ends in a very weirdly positive way. Let me stop this. So you can go back to the screen. Um, in other words, all this talk about lawsuits on V's, it just makes me want a V. <laughs> It's it's a funny thing. I don't know what that is, why that works that way, but it, it feels that way. Uh, let me go to another one real quick. This one is from the Waco Kid Official. He says, Ibanez RG550 or Char Charvel SoCal wanting a Floyd Rose. You know, this is an easy question because <clears throat> I have both. Well, I have the uh, EVH, which is like the Charvel. It's about the neck, man. You have to decide if you want that neck. I have an RG550 reissue. In fact, I'm staring at it right now in Rowflare Red. I love the guitar, but the neck is so thin. It, it is a neck that is unique to itself. Hold on. So my answer to you is it's all about the neck. If you're okay with the thinnest neck you've ever played, which is the wizard neck, go the RG. But if you don't think that's going to fly, go ahead and go with that SoCal. It's, it's got to be about the neck with those two guitars. Tone-wise, I think they're on par with each other. Maybe the Charvel sounds a little better, probably because of the thicker neck. That's that'd be my opinion. So, so many. There's 900 of us, and there's a lot of questions flying in. Let me, let me pen. Like I said, if you do a super chat, I always pen them, so I try not to lose them. So uh, that way, I can come back to them and then search for out some interesting questions that you guys want to talk about this week. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, the guitar hangout says he loves the wizard neck. Yeah, like I said, it, when I was when I started out playing guitar, I thought the thinner necks were great. Over time, I think uh, I see I just like thicker necks. But uh, but I really do do think the thin necks are cool. But that neck is super thin. The thing I don't like about my RG five fifty, the only negative is, uh, which is right, I wanted an AZ, which is I love Ibanez's. I've always been an Ibanez fanboy. Uh, since the beginning, you know, it was my first real guitar. Does it make sense? That was the guitar that, you know, I, I had finally, uh, you know, kind of got my parents or, you know, my mom to go down the store and buy my first real guitar, uh, which is an Ibanez for me, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, it had that super thin neck and, uh, nowadays it's just not the neck I like anymore, but I still like, I have a, you know, a passionate sp spot for the guitar. Uh, the Ibanez RG770, that was my first real Ibanez, my first real guitar. I got it for graduating high school. That was my high, graduation high school gift. My mom took me down to the store and said, okay, what do you want for graduation? And I wanted this Ibanez RG770, so I got it. And to answer your question, do I still have it? Nope. <laughs> so, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, what's sad is uh, I don't have it because uh, when I was in bands, I, uh, I, I, I was a bass player and I needed a better bass. And so it had to go, uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of the guitars I had when I was younger are gone just because I needed the money to support another project for a guitar or a bass or an amp. Uh, coffee Waldo wants to know, Hey Phil, what's that guitar with the P nineties hanging? Uh, I've never seen that before. Yeah. That guitar right here, uh, podcast, I'm pointing to a really beautiful blue flame top P90 guitar. It looks like something from like the, like kind of like a jazz master, uh, but wacky. That is a Framus a television guitar. So, uh, I actually have two of them here at the house. Um, I'm a being them right now and that will be a video and I'm comparing, uh, I'm going to do a video, but it's going to be a weird video because it's, I'm comparing a $7,000, private stock uh, master belt framus to the production framus which is you know in the in the more moderate you know prs core price point these are two very expensive guitars but i wanted to know i asked them hey could could do i could could i compare them um so that's what they're doing here there is so many videos i'm doing right now <laughs> uh if you're a patron you kind of know that because i've been uploading a video almost every day to the patrons or at least every other day uh those videos eventually see you guys you just uh the patrons see different versions um the uh they see the version that my first idea uh patrons usually see the first cut like here's what i have you know what do you think and then as I look at the video, I go, is it too long? Is it too boring? Did I miss a point? A lot of times they'll say, hey, what about this? And that question sparks me to add something in. So PM Pacific time, there will be a review of the new Friedman JJ against the Runt. And you'll get to see um, which one which one I preferred. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I know the sneeze blew the speakers out, blew the microphone out. Mic check. Okay, so on that note, let's go back because I have a lot of lot of a uh, lot of questions. Okay, we're gonna go to uh, the next one is from Matt. Matt says, "Hey Phil, I got a HSS or Ernie Ball Music Band Cutlass. Uh, when played clean, the bridge pickup sounds muffled. Could you could a plastic cover on the humbucker be causing this, or do you think it's uh, just how the pickup sounds? I can't imagine the plastic cover uh, affecting that at all." The, the magnetic field cannot really be disrupted by 
thin piece of plastic. In my experience, I've never experienced it to do that. Uh, I've heard it or seen it to do that, so I can imagine no. Of course, I always keep an open mind to there's always some crazy variable out there, but I'm going to say no, whatever you're hearing. Uh, but I, you know, I'm assuming you made sure you checked your uh, tone pot to make sure it's fine. So uh, that being said, if you're saying the sound sounds muffled, which is weird, the bridge pickup should never sound muffled, especially Ernie Ball. I always thought they're on the brighter side of the tone. My guess is it's the sound of the guitar. I, I can't imagine it's the plastic. So sorry, buddy. Jay Steen says, hey, did you hear about Davidas uh, talking about Universum guitars? They have been rude and haven't made his artist guitar. Uh, they promised uh, he even uh, bought parts. Uh, I haven't heard that. I'm really sorry to hear that. He's a really cool guy. I met him this year at the NAMM show in January. Um, the Universum guys, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, my experiences with them has been very flat response. If I sound very politically correct, I'm taking a very politically correct position on this. I, I'm not going to say anything negative. Let's just say I don't have anything, a whole lot of positive things to say about my experience with Universal Guitars. Um, nothing negative, but just nothing positive. So, um, and I'm uh, obviously you can tell from my tone, I'm not shocked about this experience. So I'm just sad to hear it. Uh, I hope that he gets uh, this all sorted out and at least gets his parts back. So, um, so uh, you know, I hope the Universum guys take care of him, especially after maybe be on the podcast. Maybe, maybe if you guys you know get the views out, maybe that'll you know, maybe prompt them to do the right thing. It's always good to do the right thing, especially when you're in public. If you're in a business to making instruments, you know, you don't want to be on a guitar podcast having negative things said about you. Uh, so on that note, I hope to God they take care of him because he's a cool dude. If you don't know his channel, I'll put a link when I index it to his channel. He's very talented. Uh, and I'll put, I'll actually link the video I like of his. My favorite video is when a, a woman walks up to him at a, like a, at a, at a, uh, at a, uh, marriage ceremony or marriage party and asks him to play Steve I song and he just plays it. And this guy is just got it, man. He's got the, he's got the the tone and the playability is just is, is technique. It's great. Uh, Blake says, have a beer on me. Not today, Blake. <laughs> beer free. Germany was definitely a lot of beer. I'll be back in Germany in a week. More beer for sure. Uh, there's something about German beer. It goes down real easy. <laughs> in fact, uh, uh, fun note, maybe you guys will enjoy this. Um, as you guys know, I was in the army. You know, I'm not saying you don't drink in the army. <laughs> I will tell you this though. Uh, my first night at TGU first night is the very first that morning when I woke up was the very first hangover I've ever had in my life. I'd never had a hangover before. Uh, I was told that I drank about six beers and the beers there are tall, right? So they're probably double what you hear here. So six is probably 12 beers. I'm thinking it was a lot for me. I've never drank that much. Uh, it just, you know what it was? I was doing anything I can to keep to stay up that night. Um, because they're nine hours ahead. So when I left, I leave it like Thursday at six in the morning, my time, but I arrive there, arrive there, arrive, arrive there at six in the morning, Friday, their time. So you don't want to go to sleep cause you're going to be out of whack. So I stayed up all day. And so at night, you know, when everybody was having fun drinking. So, uh, yeah. So Mike, uh, my first hangover, uh, I got through it. <laughs> so, uh, it's <laughs> my first day. So uh, anyway, so I will, but uh, once I'm better. And uh, 
<laughs> and then Mike says, forget the beer, roll a big J on me. Uh, I live in Arizona. It's not legal here. I think it's only legal for medical here. So uh, that's, that's, uh, but maybe I'm sure it's eventually going to get legal everywhere. Seems like it's coming that way. Um, okay. Uh, what else do we got going on? Hold on. Uh, hold on. You guys got so many questions. There's 948 of you and... Hold on. There's just so many, so many. They're all over the place. <laughs> Avery says, so you were drinking to stay awake. I was socializing to stay awake. And uh, socializing means drinking there, apparently. Um, so, I, you know what it was? I just didn't want to. I'm. I, it sounds like I'm making excuses. Maybe I am. I just didn't want to drink caffeine, obviously, to stay up. Because I, I wouldn't then be able to go to sleep. It's an interesting thing when you hit the ground running like those events. You know, you, you drive. Uh, it takes 23 and a half hours from the minute I leave the front door of my house to the minute I got to the um, a hotel. It was 23 and a half hours, and I don't sleep on airplanes. I, I'm not a good flyer. So you're up for 23 hours. You see what I'm saying? And then, and then when you get there, you got to make it to that night. So by the time you go to bed, you've been up for, seriously, 30-something hours. Uh, whew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, everybody's going to have different opinions, but I like Weiss beer. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, over, we're going to be, know your beer is going to be the channel now over overview effect says there's something about real beer that goes down easy. Yeah. You know what? I was also told it has a higher alcohol limit or uh, uh, tolerance in it. So uh, Matt Harrison says, will you be at Summer Nam? I am going to be at Summer Nam. If you guys notice, I'm not at GearFest. Um, I was invited to go by to GearFest at Sweetwater. However, the person that invited me then quit and then that kind of fell apart. So I didn't have a contact or, uh, at Sweetwater anymore. So I didn't go because <laughs> that was the end of that. Um, but I was invited to be at Nam, uh, So I'm going to Nam. And uh, so, yes, I'll, when I come back from Germany, I'll be going to Nam. So if you're at Nam, say hi. Let's see. Oh, man, there's so many comments. Hold on. Let me go back to a pen question. Let me go to this super chats real quick because it'll be easy to find real one quick. Um, okay. Stage name alpha says when a buddy... When a buddy rolls volume knob down, his guitar cleans up. How can I do that with my jazz bass? Um, well, it's going to be different because the guitar cleans up because, uh, you know, the distortion keeps at such a high volume level that as you pull the volume, it makes the pickups more sensitive. It doesn't really make them more sensitive, but it amplifies what's going on with the pickups. So as you back off that volume knob, you're still getting enough signal out there. It's going to be a lot different. It has nothing to do with being a bass. Think about it this way. If you're running your guitar clean through a clean amp and you roll your volume off, you're going to watch the volume drop real fast, unlike when it's on overdrive. So you're going to have that problem uh, with your bass. You should be able to get a quarter turn back on your, on your bass and uh, especially a jazz bass and get that uh, tone. The other problem you have with the jazz bass, you have two volume knobs. And as you back one off, you're going to have problems. So 
it's a little bit more tricky. Here's what I would recommend uh, stage uh, name alpha. Uh, if I was going to use my jazz bass and uh, especially with two, I'm, I'm assuming it's passive. Okay. Uh, with two volume knobs, I would get a volume pedal. I think you'd get the best, best reaction out of it. Best. What you're trying to do. I think you get it with the volume pedal. Serang says, Phil, did you catch a glimpse of the new Steve Vice Synergy signature uh, amp modules? Uh, they no, I didn't see it yet. I just kind of assumed it was coming. Uh, like everybody, I saw him with Synergy. He kind of alluded to it. I have a friend who's who uh, who plays uh, with Steve I sometimes, and you know he he didn't kind of tell me anything, but we were talking about it that he was saying that Steve was really big into them and really excited about them. I can see that too. Um, and then Mitchell says, oh, it's Epiphone. So he's an Epiphone by Z-Sound. So he's saying Epiphone. So I, I take it the V guitars are by Epiphone. So we'll take a look at that in, in a second too, buddy. Give me a second. Uh, let's see. Skarma Guitar says, how about a collab with us, Big Phil? Um, Skarma Guitar is a channel and they do giveaways. They make guitars and do giveaways and stuff. Um, I think you guys reached out to me before my big problem right now is uh, i've been doing dual projects projects um i you know i hate talking about this stuff um because it's like teaser stuff you know i can't tell you what i'm up to um but that it will explain my time choice uh, let's just say it, at some point in the near future something's going to happen on youtube and then you're going to go oh is that what phil's been doing aside from all the work he's doing on his channel so i have been doing collab with something um and that's been taking up my time uh so so that's why i've been really uh kind of like with ben combs i told ben he would be the next channel i i hang out with or do anything with but i haven't been doing anything because i've been literally been working nonstop. the traveling is what i'm trying to get past all my traveling this year is happening now so i travel all through june and all through july and then i'm done for the year for the most part <laughs> for the most part uh i try to do that so it makes it easier for my family and for making content because i have to make all my content before i go so i'm double so some weeks it's like double the workload for me. So um, I'm sure we can talk uh, when the dust settles. And then uh, BJ Donnell says, hey, Phil, uh, here's a little love from Scar My Guitars. Uh, yep, same thing. So I uh, love what you do. All right. Uh, and like I said, uh, we can talk. I just really need to wait till the dust settles. Uh, like I said, be having a cold right now isn't helpful, but I have literally no way to stop. I have to keep going. Uh, that's why today I didn't reschedule today or anything. I, um, uh, lefty in the dust says, Phil, did you get a chance to try the PT 15, the Pete Thorne, uh, 15 amp TGU? I did not. Isn't that crazy? Um, we, we scheduled a room, but it didn't work out. So, uh, Pete was unable to, to make it. And, uh, so I, you know, uh, soon I hope to check it out. Um, I'm really, really stoked about it, but, uh, um, I didn't get a chance to check it out. It's actually probably, if I was going to say what was the, the low light of the whole event was not being able to check out Pete's amp. I got to see it. I got to hold it. He actually held it, you know, gave it to me and we went through each features and stuff. We just didn't film any of that because we weren't in a room or anywhere we could plug in and discuss, you know, check it out. Okay, how are we doing on time? Oh, we're doing great on time. Look at that. Oh, this is a good time to mention in the link down below. Uh, remember, we're doing the 20% off uh, merch if you want to do that stuff. I, I said I would do that every time in the live show. But more importantly, I only bring it up because it's on my list because a lot of you uh, noticed that at TGU, I was wearing a different shirt. Yes. <clears throat> Hold on a second. As I, Like I said, I got to keep drinking water. 
Yes, absolutely. I have what you guys are all calling a black op shirt. Um, I call it subdued. I didn't want the white shirt all the time. I felt like it just gets a little too, you know, I'm always like the guy with, you know, bald head and then the white logoed shirt and I stick out like a sore thumb and I'm trying to be not in king, uh, incognito, but not so obvious. So I had a special one made for me, a bunch of them where they're subdued logos and I love them. Um, and uh, so they're available and the 20% goes for those too. If you decide if you want one of those, uh, they're not limited or anything. They'll be around just letting you know that it's there. Uh, okay. What else? What else do we got going on besides the Gibson debacle? China Guitar Skeptic, hey, what's up, buddy? He says, uh, not sure when I'll do the PT-15 video. Um, you should do it. Did you film it? Did you get one filmed? If you did, you should get it out. I did so many videos. Like I said, you guys are going to see a lot of TGO. I only did videos. At TGO, I had one rule. I made a rule for myself, and it was uh, to only do videos uh, that I couldn't do if I wasn't there. So every video you'll see, I hope that's the theme that you guys get is it's a video I could not make if I wasn't there. Um, and uh, so like I did with the the uh, Master Builder with Ron Thorne, you'll see the rest of the videos will have that same kind of theme. You know what I mean? Something I can't do. Uh, and then China's, China, China Mike says, uh, yeah, he did. He could just check it out. I'm jealous, buddy. <laughs> like I said, I was, um, I was, uh, like I said, I was excited about, about it. Um, uh oh some uh uh kentucky jim kentucky jim warner says what's the brown guitar on the floor that is a harley benton guitar um the video i'm doing for that guitar is uh i'm doing a video i'm putting sir pickups in it and we're gonna do a comparison i know a lot of people are looking at these guitars because they're like sir copies or ivan is az style copies this is the bank maple neck uh, uh harley benton uh like i uh, again, like I promised you guys, I would do Harley Benton videos. You guys seem really big on the Harley Benton. Um, I, you know, as you guys know, for the last year or so, I said it's not really my thing. Um, I, I obviously love the quality. They're great guitars, but, you know, it wasn't really like it wasn't something I was looking at personally, but I had so many requests talking about them. I said, let's hit them. And so we did the cabinet. We did the acoustic. I'm trying to do all the stuff that uh, somebody hasn't done yet. Why well, just keep adding to the pile of Harley Benton videos if I can't add something unique to it? Uh, at least that's what my goal is. And so in this case, what I'm going to do is I got to record, finish recording. It's going to be, I'm going to take the Harley Benton guitar, do a comparison of the guitar versus the same guitar with the Sur pickups to see, you know, hey, if you're looking at this $400 guitar and you put a set of $300 Sur pickups in there, what are you going to get? So I'm curious to see too. The guitar plays great. So uh let's see james uh says uh gibson hates harley benton uh you know i wouldn't be shocked that at that no uh, that was one of the rumors was that the last minute they dropped out at tolman because maybe there's some friction with harley benton in them uh i that is so much a rumor i i like I said generally that wasn't even put by anybody with credibility that was just something uh, like somebody spitballing probably while we were having those six beers um so but I can imagine as much as Gibson, you know, because Gibson is suing like frame his guitars, Texas Toast is, I believe, is being sued or is getting cease and desist from them. Uh, obviously, Dean uh, Gibson is definitely doing the rounds and letting people know that, you know, to not mess with them or not to touch their guitars or whatever the deal is. So. 
Okay. Uh, Dr. Duet says, do Duet, do it, whatever. <laughs> Doctor says, do you still have your very first guitar? No, you know what's funny was, I forgot, I did a video at TGU and that was one of the questions I got. Do I still have my first guitar? I don't. Um, I, uh, not only do I not have it, I, it doesn't even exist anymore. I, at some point I, I cannibalized it. I repainted it. I fixed it up. Then I cannibalized the parts out of it to fix another guitar. When I was younger, that's what you did when you got junky guitars. You know, your first guitar was junk and you, you play with it. And then at some point you start fixing it up. And then once you fix it up as much as you could, you got something else and maybe use from the parts from that. So, uh, that's probably what started my love for working on guitars was the idea that I could take something and make it a little better if I mess with it. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Hold on a second, guys. I'm just reading all this stuff. There's so many. Somebody's put, what is it? Thunder put, can you copyright the shape of a violin? And patents only last 17 years. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's copyrights that Gibson's talking about or patents. They're talking about trademarks and trademarks are a much different thing. Um, so it's trademarks that, that they're trying to enforce. They're trying to say that the, you know, and I'm sure copyrights are in there too, but trademarks. It's a very messy mess, man, what Gibson's done. And make it so public. They did this to themselves, making it so public. Like I said, um, you know, uh, you know, I, these these lawsuits aren't new. That they didn't have it's so you guys know the cause and the, the the chain of events is not Mark Agnesi's video and then Gibson starts suing people. Gibson was suing people months and months and months ago. The video is just now causing it all to be very public and messy which sucks because again, it takes us away from talking about something cool that we like to talk about. So we don't have to talk about, you know, ships blowing up or whatever else is going on in the world that sucks. We could talk about guitars. Now we're just talking about lawsuits and, you know, and, and, and all the unfun things that talk about guitars. So, uh, Ed B says boycott the bullies. Yeah. It's up to you, Ed. Right. If you guys don't, if you don't feel that Gibson's doing a good job, you know what I would love to happen. I'll timestamp this too. I would love, because uh, the question I have for you guys is, how does Gibson fix this, right? How does Gibson fix this? I mean, obviously, the company was trying at the first of the year to to start a new, a new, right? They filed bankruptcy. They got a new CEO. They made the rounds. They tell the YouTubers, hey, we want to work with you guys. Um, how do you fix this? You know what I mean? How does how does it how does it turn around for them? Uh, you know, I'll tell you how I feel. Um, you know, if they, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how they fix it. I can tell you what I'm willing to do. Uh, I don't know why, but if they wanted me to come to their factory and check it out and talk about the guitars again, and maybe talk about the improvements or maybe give their side of the story on any of this stuff, I'd be willing to, to share it with you guys. I'd love to hear their lawsuits. Says Zim said, drop the lawsuit. Sure, they could do that too. Obviously, I'd like that because, like I said, one of my friends is one of the ones getting sued right now, and and uh, you know, uh, it, it keeps him up at night, and it's not really fun for me to watch. Um, but um, but on that note, uh, I don't even understand because, like I said, it's it's. I think it was the whole vibe of that video. Uh, they really need to come out and publicly and just say, "Hey, look, we're sorry." Sorry does go a long way sometimes. Hmm. 
never be above being, you know, your mistakes. I make so many mistakes. There's so many videos on my channel of my sorries. You know, you know what I mean? You, you can't help it. You step in crap when you're public. It, it's just how it works. Again, I'm not excusing them. They could be told, you know, I'm just saying that's a good place to start with. I'm sorry. So there you go. Uh, okay, wait, hold on. Let's go back. And I saw a couple of the, the super chat questions. I didn't want to leave them hanging. Um, let's see. We got, uh, Mitchell wanted me like I already did that one. Talk about the headphones. Uh, Zinc says, love the amp stands. Uh, couldn't find them. So I made my own copies. Oh, that's cool. You know what? To be honest with you, for what uh, when I when I bought these, I think they were half of what they go for now from uh, IKEA. So you're probably almost better off making them. Uh, a lot of people, when they have me share the links to these, I, I noticed that that I paid almost half uh, when I bought them two, three years ago from IKEA. Um Brett says, hey, dude, I just saw Vi playing the new signature Synergy modules. They sound great. Do you think that Synergy is going to be the next hype gear? I love mine. Um, it's possible. It's a good company behind them. Boutique Amp Distribution makes them. Obviously, it's a great uh, uh, licensing deal. Um, the technology has been revamped a couple times, but I think this time they could do it, uh, get it right. I still haven't tried one, man. I, I've tried all the iterations before, but not the new one. We'd love to. Uh, so if I get an opportunity to check them out, I will. Uh, Nathan Sanye says, hey, Phil, is there such thing as a guitar being too light? Yeah, of course, man. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, too light being comparative to what? I mean, uh, but there is a guitar too light for me. How about that? Because I've had a guitar that's so light that it makes all your other guitars feel really, really heavy. I don't like it when they're too light. I like to feel like there's something around your neck. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't like it to be a boat anchor. To me, I like guitars around seven pounds. Some people like lighter guitars, six, five pounds. Parkers were five. I have a Parker that's like five and a half pounds. It's really light. Um, seven R four, um, forum, seven, seven or forum. I'm sure it's like a, it means something just did a super chat for no reason neil says phil love the honest content especially clean strat tones yes <laughs> esp clean strat tones it says love the honest content esp clean strat tones well i appreciate you liking the content and uh, for and it's honesty but um and then i i think i got the rest of that but i'm not sure um Servando says, how do you like the JJ cab with the cream back? How does it compare to the V30? Um, I really like this cabinet, this uh, this Freeman cabinet. I got rid of my, um, or I'm getting rid of my Mesa Boogie 112. I replaced it with a Freeman. Um, I prefer this cabinet. Now, that being said, as you guys know, I'm a V30 fan. I like cream backs. I have them in other amps too, but I prefer V30s. But this cabinet, even with the cream back, sounds so good. I'm going to leave the cream back alone. Cause I don't want to mess with it, but I like the cabinet way better than the Mason boogie cabinet. It's just cause this is ported. It, it's, it's kind of like more like the feel cabinet. If you guys know what the feel cabinet is from Mason boogie. So, uh, very cool, very cool thing. Um, and then I'm going to take a minute cause I know you guys got a lot of questions. Uh, there's a thousand of us. Uh, I want to share something with you guys that happened. So you guys know, I'm very excited about this. This is just for me. So just please indulge me. Uh, I did something really cool when I was in Germany. Um, I, I told you guys, I alluded that I was doing something special. I'm very excited about this. 
Um, so after I went to TGU, I went up uh, uh, two hours away to Mark Nukirshen and saw uh, Hans and Marcus at Framus. And uh, I'm going to share with you what I did or what I'm doing. I'm dude, this is crazy. This is like uh, I put this on the I Know Your Gear Facebook page. So if you go to the I Know Your Gear Facebook page, you can see this. They let me, <laughs> they spent an entire day with me, um, basically let me build a private stock guitar. Um, I picked out the woods. I picked out uh, everything. I did sanding on it. I, here's me buffing, um, you know, training to buff. <laughs> uh, the Literally, they, they let me, and the Tone King, we both did it. Um, and uh, let me stop that. And what's crazy about that, the reason I'm sharing that with you is um, that's not what I intended to happen. That's just kind of like, yeah, it's like having a, I, I love this. It's like having a friend who buys a brand new Lamborghini. You're like, oh, it'd be cool if you let me borrow for the day. And he's like, here's the keys. And you've just been shocked. I went there and I'd be like, man, it'd be really cool if we could just like build a guitar. And they're like, sure. Yeah, no problem. What do you want to do? And um, we were like, well, can we build it? And they're like, yeah, build your guitar. So we, I mean, it was crazy. They gave us all the training we needed. Uh, you know, the only thing we didn't do is operate. No, actually we did. We, we operated the CNC machines. We just didn't operate them. They let us push the buttons after they programmed them. You know, it's those parts. Um, literally, I don't know how to explain this to you. Uh, and then, and then after that, after spending the day, two days in a row, actually took two days building one day for the neck and one day for the bodies and everything. Um, they actually, uh, not only did they spend time training us and actually three days, cause one day was just about, you know, the factory and making sure we understood the wood and all the stuff, what we were looking at. Cause they taught us all about how to, how to look at the wood differently. <clears throat> then after we did all that, then they took us to, uh, Hans Peter's house, the owner of Framus Warwick. And he, uh, he barbecued for us. We sat there on his patio while he cooked for us. I don't know how to explain that to anyone. Um, I've been a Warwick fan uh, for 21 years. Uh, I know that because I bought my first Warwick uh, when my wife was pregnant. Uh, I freaked out. I, I don't know if I told the story. It's funny. I When my wife was pregnant, I was like, I was convinced that I was never going to have a nice instrument ever again. Right. I was excited. We, we knew we wanted a, a, a child, but I was like, okay, this is going to be it. So before, as soon as she uh, said she was pregnant, I, I said, Hey, can I buy a bass? And I bought a Warwick and uh, I've been always a Warwick freak ever since then. And that's why I've always had a Warwick 20 years ago, 21 years ago. If somebody told me I would be at Warwick's facility, picking out woods, building my own instrument. And then the owner would then after the end of the day, take me and, and, <laughs> and my friend and literally barbecue for us at the end of the day. I, I, I swear I, I never felt, I, I, I don't know what it feels like to be a rock star, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it feels like that. So, you know, and somebody put on the comments on Instagram. I love this. They said, well, you know, I would rather them build it than me build it. And I'm like, you know, I understand that point of view too, but I mean the, 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 the craziness of what they let us do. Um, remember we had a practice on certain things. So they let us do some stuff that was, you know, damage some stuff. We had to damage some stuff to learn. And, uh, it was just crazy for them to do that. And I really think they need a big shout out because that was crazy, but to be fun, I don't want to leak this too fast, but me and tone King thought it'd be fun to do something interesting, which is we built the same guitar, but totally different. So same body, but, uh, uh, but different woods, different everything. So that we, when we do reviews of them and stuff and talk about them, you'll, you'll see 
something interesting. I thought I'd share it with you again. Something, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Oh, and you know what's cool? I thought I'd share this too. Uh, they gave me a piece. Of this. this is the piece of the fretboard. <laughs> so it's ebony, but I did the, uh, like the, the, the ebony with the, the veining in it and stuff, which looks, I thought looked cool. So, uh, and, uh, yes, as somebody's asking, uh, um, umpish three, whatever says, did you make a video? Of? Ah, tons of video. We took 10 hours of video, uh, each I think is what we took. Uh, so very detailed. This will be very detailed uh, videos. Um, when the video comes out, there'll be uh, definitely a review video, but then there'll be a long, like probably 30, 40 minute video of the building of these guitars and what was behind these guitars and the idea of this. Cause again, um, so and then flat fret said, so you guys bought them. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, I mean, come on, man, you know, uh, with that kind of experience, you don't just go, Hey, can you throw them in? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but they take care of us, you know, as you know, uh, we won't pay retail, but we, we do have to buy them. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just the name of the game. And that's where this all started with. It was, Hey, we'd like to buy a guitar. You know, we're here. We'd like to buy a guitar. Um, and say, hi, you know, we're here, say, hi, why don't we buy a guitar? And then that turned into, you know, well, we'll build you a, why don't we build you something special? And then that turned into, well, why can't we just build it ourselves? It, it really just came natural and it just happened, but yeah, we do have to buy them, but trust me, I would gladly pay uh double. So for that, um, I think people would pay, uh, so, you know, um, Let's see. Beast Rich 581 says, sorry, Sides. You know, what's funny is <clears throat> I don't want to tell you uh, yet. I don't want to leak it because it's not fair to the Tone King because but his guitar is extra special <laughs> when it comes to Sides stuff. So, yeah, um, I specifically picked uh, on my guitar. There is nothing that involves Sides. It's just what I wanted to do. I didn't want the headache. So my guitar requires no paperwork. So I used uh, no woods that are on the Sides uh, list. Uh cgs what happened to the stream today um i don't know okay so <coughs> excuse me hold on a second okay we're getting down to the hour let's see what well, we got some questions uh drum bomb 73 says good 200 to 500 bass just to have for the jam room. I really like the Mezo bass. Um, my Mezo bass review is going to be out before, uh, it'll be in July before the end of July. Um, and so drum bum, maybe you'll enjoy this. Um, I told you guys this before. I really like videos where you compare stuff. I think that's a really interesting way to get information across in this forum. The Mezo bass, which is 32 inch scale, I thought would be good to compare it against my Warwick, which is 32 inch scale. So you'll see what a $300, I think the video is going to be titled, no joke, $7,000 versus $300 base because that Warwick is a custom $7,000 base. I know that's insane, but it's what it is because uh, it's a private built, you know, uh, the, the Warwick base that I have uh, cannot be bought unless you do it the way I did it, which is you have them private, you know, private build it under the master built. They don't have a production model. So I thought that's a great video comparison contrast. Let's compare the most expensive base I've, you know, I've ever seen or owned to this, uh, to this production $300 base and see how it holds up. So I hope that, uh, it'll be interesting for you. Uh, Matt Bud says, how about something fun? How many guitars are in your reverb watch list right now? Uh, which one are you closest to pulling the trigger on? Um, you know, uh, none right now, uh, on reverb because I, I just got the, the AZ, which is this red one. And of course I'm having the frame is built. 
that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the budget. Uh, the, the AZ was not, uh, you know, on the radar. What happened was, um, uh, you know, I was at TGU and I was, I, I needed a guitar to, to do a video with and I grabbed it and, uh, fell in love and kept using it over and over again. Uh, plus I just got the, uh, silver sky. I mean, really, to be honest with you, that's like, this is a, I know I say my wife doesn't care what I buy. <laughs> I think the amount of guitars this year uh, is, is, I think, she, I, yes. She hasn't said anything, but don't wait for your wife to say something is what I'm saying. Uh, that's that's three really crazy guitars in that, you know what I mean? Um, let's see. Uh, Chad Bo uh, Boston says, love your content. Also, your love and knowledge of gear. Thanks, buddy. You know what, Chad? What's great about that is I hope you guys, when you guys watch the, if you guys watch the Ron Thorne, video i did where he you know what squire would a master builder pick what's great crazy was was me and him were geeking out and i think what's great about that video was uh you know because that video was very raw we went in with uh just a template idea like hey what squire would you pick and we just went and there was a camera crew uh doing the fit footage for us which was nice and as you guys know we didn't even really map out to know like maybe we should got these down from high up we didn't do, do anything literally we were just in the moment and what I love about videos like that is it really does. It does explain a lot, doesn't it? We're just excited about music and guitars. That's really what it is. I could talk. I could talk until four in the morning about records. I could talk about four in the morning about guitars. I just, it's something I just, I'm passionate about uh, because I love it. It literally is something that I enjoy uh, and I'm glad that we have it. So uh, and then Craig says, Hey, Phil thoughts on the PRS SE standard versus ESP LTD ES, uh, EC 256. Um, hold on a second. I got to look, I don't want to lose my, my other screen. Hold on a second because EC 256. Oh, <laughs> here, let me share with you guys. Uh, so he's asking me about the, uh, ESP LTD. EC two, uh, Eclipse 256 are what will soon be called the pre-lawsuit Gibson EC 256. Uh, I like the Eclipse. I'm a big fan. Uh, it's one of the guitars that, for some reason, I don't own one. I don't know why. Um, it's really interesting. In fact, I really would like one with ENGs in it. It's definitely a guitar that's been on my radar forever. And realistically, you can get them pretty inexpensive, especially used uh you know comparatively it's not like you know a thousand bucks uh so i mean it's it's much more realistic because in in the form of guitar um really love them i i prefer it over the uh the um prs se so you know uh i'm a big fan of the prs se's and prs guitars in general but i'm a fan of that particular guitar you could have picked about five other esp ltds and i would have told you to get the uh the se because i like the se's especially like the you know the custom 24s and the 22s but i've just i've always liked that guitar i've always liked it more than even the gibsons um in the way it's shaped it's really like a streamlined guitar to me so like i said i don't know why i don't have one uh especially oh in white like the ivory white that's the one uh if i got one i would definitely do it in the ivory white so uh so there you go that's that's my suggestion if you guys have other suggestions, chime in on that too. Um, and then real quick, because somebody asked, Epiphone. So when I looked earlier at the Gibson V, we need to look at the Epiphone V. 
Oh, it's the same thing. Here, let me share. That was the question we got earlier from Mitchell. Um, Mitchell, what's interesting is I'm sharing this. I will say this. One of the things that I've said before in the past is I like Gibson's headstock more than like Epiphone's headstock. And I've said this before. One of the things I like about Epiphone's guitars like the V is the headstock's the same. I don't really care that it says Epiphone right there. So five ninety nine. Is this this is also mahogany or Karina? Yeah, this is Karina. I even like that even better. I, if this is the one you're talking about, 1958 Karina. Um, I can tell you an interesting story. One came on trade in my store years ago, and I think it was like for three $400 used. And uh, it was one of those things like it came in and I didn't buy it because, you know, you don't buy everything that comes in your store. And I regret it to this day. So uh, I love that one. If I was, I think that's the V on my radar the most is the Epiphone Karina. In fact, even more so, Epiphone Karina painted white. Oh, what I love that guitar. Um, Tom says, hey, Phil, buying a Harley Benton single cut to experiment on. Surprise how much I like the warmth and clarity of the lower power humbuckers uh, or, and even Filtertrons. Any sleeper brands out there to check out? Uh, sleeper brands. That's a good question. Um, you know, normally I'd probably be more on it. I'm a little loopy today. I'm trying to think of sleeper brands because uh, to me, like the Harley Bentons are the sleeper brand. I, I feel I feel like I do. I, you, you end up putting your hands on so many Harley Bentons because you're at a Harley Benton TGU event. Obviously, there's Harley Benton there. Uh, it's really shocking how good they are as a whole of guitars for the price. So, um, I, you know what? I, I guess I like I said I'll say that ESP I like for for the single cuts. So. Um, and that's about it <laughs> for single cuts for sleeper brands. So, uh, let's see what, before we go, anything else you guys want to talk about? We're at the end and, uh, okay. The authentic Steve says, Steve, the authentic Steve play authentic Steve. Uh, Squire is the ultimate sleeper brand. Uh, their cheapest guitars are amazing for the dollar. I, I think so. I mean, I think Squire and Epiphone as a whole are, are very good products and brands. You know what I mean? Sure, they're going to have their few, you know, hit, you know, duds here and there. But as a whole, I, I'm always happy with their product. Okay, and... So, let's see. What else? Hold on. Louis says, let's talk about tacos. You know, it's funny. It's, I think it's the first thing I had when I came back to the States. Food in Germany is awesome, but, you know. Rex says, if I end the show, he's going to sue me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I don't want to do that. Um. Okay, and what am I drinking? Uh, uh, I'm drinking water. Okay, so on that note, I uh, don't have anything else on my list. We talked about Gibson, which I figured we would. Uh, we talked about uh, the TGU. We talked about the crazy guitar build. Video-wise, there's tons of videos um, coming out, which is great uh, because they're already done. They're just scheduled out, so you'll be seeing them. And... Uh, I'm excited. If you guys are going to be at the summer NAM, uh, look me up. And on that note, I just want one more question. I don't know why. 
Brian Stewart, what's up, buddy? Says concert is rocking here at Gearfest. Wish you I was here. You know what? You know my favorite thing about Gearfest. I I is the <laughs> this morning I woke up and the very first text I got was from Brian Wampler who said, "Hey, are you here, buddy?" And I was like, "Ah." I go, you know, it's nothing makes you feel like you're missing out when somebody says, hey, are you here? You're like, oh, nothing. You know, you're like, I wish I was there. Why didn't I go? But to be honest with you, it kind of worked out uh, that I couldn't go because I have this cold now and I really need to uh, recoup before I get another plane and go go hit in the next round of travels. Um, so. All right. On that note, I want to thank you guys so much. Uh, and uh, I should do a shout out real quick. For the patrons that make this happen, let's see if I can do that. <laughs> let's see. It is, uh, you go to the new, oh yeah, the Know Your Gear page. Here we go. And it's the crew that makes this happen every week. It's called the Live Support Crew. And uh, I just want to do a quick shout out for them. It's Jeffrey, uh, Jeff Howes, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce in the Saltwater Whiskey Band, Hannah Gunson, John Jacks, Michael Shy, Justin Mabe, Passy Pokinen, uh, Alzadar McLeod. Uh, Andy Dennis, Anthony Desposito, Bob Crosley, Bob Pickwode, Brian Quackenbush, Brian Stewart, uh, who we just said hi to because he's at uh, the Gear Fest, uh, Bruce Collins, Chuck Keen, Chief Squatch, our Chief Chief Squash Squatch, Chief Squatch. That's how you do it. Chris from the Guitar Pit, which is a great channel. Uh, Chris from New Mexico, Craig Parker, Dennis Prescott, Derek Miller, uh, Aaron Kimmaker, Gary Phillips, Gene Graham, Greg Peterson, James Biles, John Russell, Jonathan Pickering, Joseph McCarthy, Kermit Jackson, Larry McCulkin, Lawrence Petros. He's uh, makes pedals or something. I'm pretty sure of it. Lonnie Hoke, Michael Lindner, Michael Mooney, Muse guitarist, Paul Ostrike, Lewis and Alvaro from Pedal Pal FX. Miss you guys. Sam Oram, Steve Hogan, Tim Camacho, Tim Farnsworth, Todd Flowers and Zesty Basil Pizza. These uh, and amongst other uh, patrons make these live shows and all these videos I do happen every week uh, and allow me to to not only make content but make more uh, um, educational type content. And I appreciate that because it's uh, it's what I like to do. And I hope you guys like watching it. As always, I will be talking to you guys soon. Until next week, thank you so much for your time. And uh, until next week, know your gear.